So it goes 4 in September, 4 in October, 4 in November, 4 in December, right? Yeah. That's just assuming there's one week each month. Uh-huh. Well, we did some in uh, July. It's 21 or 22. Yeah, it's 21 or 22. Yeah. I like this. Into the 20s. March 21st. 2018. That's a good segue. 21st episode on March 21st. We are the role players. <sighs> it's just all coming together. <sighs> I am Arthur Mosley. He is. I am Daniel Allen. Our opinions don't matter. But you should listen to us anyways. We are the role players. You can find us on Twitter at the role players one on Twitter. Uh, we are not on Instagram or Facebook. You can listen to uh, the raw recording on SoundCloud. Hmm. Uh, the role players. We are the role players with the blue and silver microphone, um, talking about sports that we like to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were off last iTunes. week. iTunes, iTunes yeah, too. I, yeah. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. You can find us on iTunes. The role players. Uh, the podcast will be updated, uh, should be uploaded by Friday. Yeah, if you just subscribe, it'll pop up. You'll get a little red. Yep. little bubble with the one. Yep, and then you should listen to it. Just go listen to it. And then you should or if you don't want to hear us, but you want to help, our play count, you know, and our, our activity, just hit play and then mute your phone and just let it... Right, right. <laughs> it's, it's, just do it when you're sitting at home, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, eating dinner, just put it in the background. March Madness. March Sadness. It's for most, yeah. But if you just embrace it and don't worry about your picks. Like, I stopped the the fantasy that I would ever win our, our, our pool. And so the one that I care about is the one that you're in with and my brothers, which you, for people, it's not you it's pick best, all at it's, once. It's, a, it's one of the best pools in the world. I think it is. So you pick round by round instead of all at once. You do pick a final four, and then you pick just round by round what you think will happen. So that way, you're not out if your lead eight all fall in the first round. So you can. It's just more interesting. Right. You have to make picks. So, so what you're strategize. saying is, if I had picked, I don't know, Arizona, Miami, UNC, um, and um, Florida, yeah, and turned in a bracket. You wouldn't have that much room for advancement at, at this point, you know. You'd be kind of buy. You'd be, you'd be throwing it in, but in this in this pool, it doesn't matter if that was your your elite eight, right? right? So you have life again. It's just it's it's harder to do. It's harder yes. to pick each game as it happens. But I've never wanted in like this would probably be. Let's see, I'm 35. Probably like you're 22, 21. Never won it, um, because I am a fan of upsets. <laughs> so I usually would get upset happy, and then I went too conservative, and this year I was too conservative again. And, and you, you <laughs> and then Sunday happened. Yeah, the chaos. <laughs> like used to be, if you were behind, you'd just pick all upsets. And this yeah. time I'm like, no, I'm not going to play against the field. I'm just going to play. It's like in golf, you play the course, you don't play against the field. I was like, I'm just going to. If you just don't get any more wrong. You cruise through. Yes. But if I had gone all upsets, I wouldn't have one loss. On right? Craziness. It was absolute craziness. Madness. Now, now um, And exciting games for the most part, it, not blowouts. It's been very entertaining, and I think this is a thing that college basketball has needed uh, after the quote-unquote scandal uh, that to me is still suspect. 
uh, with uh, uh, particularly highlighted by Arizona. But, uh, you know, we've had um, Rick Pitino lose his job. Yeah. Tom Jurich lose his job uh, in, in separate incidents than uh, Sean Miller. But just kind of the cloud that's been hanging over college basketball. And now you get, man, the what we UMBC taking down a number one seed and isn't that great? The Nun Loyola's team getting. Can we just can we just never talk about her? Art doesn't like the Nun. I don't like nuns. If you Art Bitterman, that's that's your that's your name, Bitterman, and it's always been. How do you get that name? Well, Art, there's a lot of things that you you're bitter about or you just don't like. This takes the cake because usually there's at least a reason for it. You are tired of a nun. Like this nun is getting right. on your nerves. She's getting on my nerves. She's like a ninety-year-old nun. Ninety-eight-year-old nun. Ninety-eight-year-old nun. And the and you and just her team beat my team, and it's my team <laughs> against the world. And then you know what? She might the, the, the Illinois Loyola Chicago. They might as well be the devil. <laughs> it's the fighting Lucifer's, in my opinion. And well, maybe you could think of it like this. Okay. Well, they beat us. Uh, if they went ahead and won it all, that would be a better referendum on our team. You know, like that would that, that would, would reflect me, better that would on you. Me zero less salty. Zero percent less salty. That's what a lot of football fans say is, you know, the the teams that we beat, you want them to win the rest of their games because that'll look better at us when everybody's doing their comparative schedule checking. See, the problem is, I want to win. It's like, I, yeah. just, I, I don't. And that I'm, none. Just it, she's when you were on my nerves at the <gasps> press coverage she's getting, and then <laughs> it's, a, it's a sweet old lady that devoted her life to the Lord. <laughs> no just one who walks on the face your... of the earth is without sin. So I don't <laughs> want to hear this old sweet old lady stuff. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I think, uh, but anyways, yeah, Miami. That was a tough, a tough way to go. You just, <sighs> just make your free throws. Just. It's Dude, I tell I tell freshmen every year if you want to win a basketball game make layups and free throws because that will extend leads in games where it, it it might otherwise be close or it can keep you in games where you otherwise would have gotten blown out um, and that, I think that holds true at every level it's yeah. the, it's the simple things layups and free throws and that Which nobody's going to be a hundred percent of right. course but man at the end of the game and you're you've got that that two point lead and you can at least make one and they can't win the game, like, right? Or you could just ice the game right there. Just step up and hit one. But who was the other lucky school that somebody was it? I bet it was stinking Michigan. Uh, no, it wasn't Michigan. What Some, are you talking about? What's there was a there was a, a, a somebody won on a buzzer beater, but it hit a three pointer. Might have been Michigan. Uh, go to the free throw line, have a chance to shoot two free throws. They're in the double bonus, up by two, miss both free throws. I think it's Michigan came back down and hit a three pointer to win the game. Michigan did that yeah. against Houston. Yeah, I think. I don't was, know if it was a a missed free throw situation. It might have been. I think it was. I mean, because, yeah. yeah. And I'm sorry. I'm even my wife was like, you know, Mo Wagner looks like a big old crybaby. He annoys me now. Mo what? Wagner. Why? He's. Because I think he's just a crybaby and a punk. He's a German punk. <laughs> Wagner. Um, but that was... But but even I had Michigan. That's, I think, the first time that I've ever had uh, a buzzer beater go my way. They're always against me. Yeah, like, Loyola was against me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, except for Villanova over UNC in the title game. <laughs> that, I mean, that didn't count, but that... that 
mattered. But I've always dreamed of the shot at the buzzer to you know to, to, to win, and my, what my response would be. And uh, just the day before, I guess it was, was when Loyola took down Miami, and went, which that meant a lot more to you. Well, what the irony is that I, I never bet with my heart. I always try to bet with my head, and I picked Loyola. In oh, you Will's, did? Yeah, in, in Will's Wise. Pool. That's what I always, you know, every once every nine years when George is in it, I pick against them and then well, just, just kind of got, yeah. Yeah. I can, you know, I can. I haven't had to do that. that too many times, though, in the last. When's the last time George has been in a, to the dance? 15. Is that Sunday? I, no. 15? 2015. Lost KCP? to Michigan State. Michigan State went to the Final Four. Was that KCP? No. That was Kenny Gaines, Charles Mann. Oh. KCP was the, was the player of the year, didn't get, didn't get in. Um, I don't know if he was ever in it actually, because before that, no, he he never was. We had him uh, three years. He never was, and and the last time before that was with Trey Tompkins and Travis Leslie back in eleven. So can we can twice we talk in nine about years? Travis Leslie is is by far will by far be my favorite basketball player, college basketball player for the boogie dunk. Yeah, and and please don't refer to Demarcus Boogie Boogie. <laughs> that is so juvenile for the Demarcus Cousins dunk. <laughs> If anybody wants to know, I will post this online. It's my favorite dunk ever. It's the moment when, when Travis Leslie absolutely obliterated Demarcus Cousins. Yeah. And so anytime anybody wants rough. to talk about how great Demarcus is, I just say, I just post that picture on Instagram and say, never forget. Never if, forget. Anytime somebody's <laughs> bragging on Demarcus, I just, I don't like that guy. I don't know what it is. I just don't like. Him. He comes across. He's always come across as a punk. Yes. Yeah, that was one of the that one, that was a highlight for sure. The game, of course, ended up in an L, but that was one of the nastiest dunks I've in a long time. Uh, can we talk about uh, one more game that ended up in an L? Uh, the who's that? Uh, Texas A and M, the best team in the country. <laughs> That's the thing that I would never um in my life. We played them. I watched them in the SEC. They were average at best. I mean, who's who's their who's a player that you think could even start for UNC? The light skinned dude who used to have a big afro. Hogue or Davis? Davis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he probably could. And but you're like, all right, I said, ah, Providence beating them. That didn't happen. UNC, you're like, oh yeah, it's gonna be a cakewalk for them now. They you know, they're right. Wait a second. What was it? Twenty something points. Well, here's the here's the problem, and and I don't I'm I'm not a savant when it comes to basketball coaching, but I'm sitting there watching this game. And I'm like, how long is Roy Williams gonna let them jack up threes and mm-hmm. not attack the basket? And not, I mean, I do take you know pride in watching North Carolina crumble and fall. I I did have them in my final four, so mm-hmm. I had them in the, in the finals. So so. Uh, that was dumb. But switch so that you have your actual bracket. Do you do you want the the? Best? I'd like the most accurate one. Yeah, Henry's <laughs> Henry's bracket, which is looks like a clear winner at this point. You, you want to talk about? Tell this? everybody about that. So uh, my family is not huge fans of basketball. My boys play basketball, um, and they you got hustled. I'll yeah, skip. That's so the the, the, the end the, story the end here. But is, tell them how it happened. So I'm, I come home and I want my family to participate in a, you know, pool. I said, hey, I'll, I'll throw twenty dollars in. You guys fill out a bracket, and there, everybody kind of looks at me like I've got three eyes. Like, what's a bracket? <laughs> my youngest son is, what's a bracket? And so we kind of explain to him what's going on, and 
he gets, you know, he gets excited. He goes, and he starts filling out. He goes, um, so wait a minute, daddy, you're going to pay me $60 to do this? And I was like, no, I said 20. And so he's kind of hustling me. So I finally said, yeah, okay, I'll throw 40 in, $40 in for the best bracket. One point every win. And I said, and then if you pick the national champion, you get 10 extra dollars. Whoever picks the national mm. champion. I might be light about 60 or $70. I think you're you're definitely going to take a hit here uh, because he now has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the Elite Eight he be, uh, still he, alive. He being my 11-year-old son who does not know much about God. And I think the only place that he stumbled is by picking a team that most likely is a result of his father's allegiances in Miami. Exactly. The only reason he's even has one loss is because (laughs) the sins of his father, you know. (laughs) Oh, man. This is very impressive, though. So he has, and I'm guessing this will probably happen because of his, his foresight so far is incredible. He has Kentucky, Gonzaga, Villanova, and Duke in the Final Four with Villanova and over Gonzaga in the title game. I would bet the Villanova is the champion, and you do have to pay the extra $10. And, man, that's hard to pick against against Henry. And next year, I'm going to be coming over here. You may call you coming to hang out like, now me and Henry need to go do him. <laughs> Hire him as a consultant for me. <laughs> You know, to do my picks. Well, he certainly has uh, exceeded my expectations, and I, I, I must say I'm proud that my son uh, has learned how to hustle his old man. This is impressive because I'm Extremely. telling you, if he went in on like an ESPN, one of those things, he would be in the top 5 10% right now because I, nobody's done this well. Right. No, I mean, Nobody. So, oh, man. Maybe next year I'll enter their brackets into the ESPN challenge. And- yeah. So, so at any rate, um, once again in my life, I had to eat crow. And, and as a matter of fact, if you in total points through the uh, the first weekend, uh, my wife is leading the field with thirty three. Mm. Uh, Henry is in second with thirty, but he's he's looking the best right but now. But that number will increase. Uh, Isaac has twenty nine, and I've got twenty seven. So, so you're in fourth. <laughs> Dead last, and. <laughs> When Duke loses uh, to Syracuse on Saturday, I will and I will be practically eliminated from. Love you. <laughs> oh um, man. Be, yeah, that that will be it. Well, if it makes you feel better, I had Arizona winning it also against I mean, Villanova. So at least I had one team possibly still in the title game. But Zona, they ain't going anywhere. No, they're going. Point. They're going home. They're home. They're already home. Yeah. Yeah. And their coach. What's going to happen with him? Sean Miller. I like the guy. I do. He sweats a bit a bit much, but other than that. As, as a guy who has a family member who sweats a lot, I can appreciate maybe a, that. Maybe a thicker shirt or a different colored shirt, though. Yes, you know, than like shirt, a like, paper-thin white shirt. It's like a wet is. t-shirt contest. I know it is. It is. Yeah, nobody wants to see Sean. I Miller's hope that moves. he doesn't, that that... that turned out to be bogus and he doesn't get fired or because because he's good I, I i've enjoyed him and he's always has them you know puts together a great team and you we as many good coaches as we, as we can get um i'm not talking about like ethically because we don't know if he is or not but like we need as many great coaches right. as we can and, and you gotta face it the 
the coaches are the all stars or are the stars in college basketball. Yeah, you know, the I mean, the players because the players kind of come and go every you know, right? Especially with this one and done era. Um, yeah, the NBA maybe, the players are the are the key, the focus. In college, yeah, you're right. The bigger, the biggest. Because especially with the one and done, so like DeAndre Ayton, if he stuck around for two or three years, he would be become a you know star. a huge star. But by the time that the general public pays attention to him, it's March and he's out the door. Right. You know, because most people, most casual sports fans, aren't paying attention to Arizona in December, or January. You know, right. so. Yeah. And it looks like Aiton might be in, might end up in Phoenix uh, since the Hawks uh, couldn't take care of business and and they why won. are they winning games down the stretch? That doesn't make any sense to me. That's that's so Georgia, in the state of Georgia. You know, you're sitting in prime position. Oh, let's go beat the Jazz and and hurt our chances. Who does that? Um, you're right. The state of Georgia. That's. 28, 28 to three. You got, you got the right. You got the Patriots right, right where you want them. <sighs> Let's talk about the coaching carousel. So Georgia got a coach. Georgia we got rid did. of Mark Fox, and I. So it's it's Thad Mata. <laughs> <laughs> so close to Mata. So close to Mata. So that so that weekend they were like, well, originally it was, hey, Korean's very interested, but it Georgia's doesn't. Not. Georgia's not okay. Obviously, we're, we're interested, but Mata was target one. So the word was that Mata told them on the Tuesday night. So Mata came and interviewed on Monday in Athens. Mm-hmm. He flies home to Indianapolis Monday night. He's back in Athens on Tuesday with his wife. So you're like, well, that's a good sign. He flew home and got his wife and came back. And the administration, apparently, he had kind of given them a verbal, yeah, okay, I'm going to take it. Got home and slept on it and decided not to. So that was like a, oh, man, we were all fired up for Thad Mata, but... I'm. I just didn't want a mid-major guy. We've done that two two hires in a row with Dennis Felton and Mark Fox, and it's just a it's a crapshoot. Right. It just is. It just it doesn't. You just never know how that works out. Yeah. I, I, so I want a guy. It's it's the mid-major is more high risk, high reward. But I want a guy that you know what he what he's about, what he's going to do, and an offensive guy. And and then there's the Tom Crean looks exactly like Tom Arnold. I don't know if you've noticed yes, that. He does, he's like an identical if you put glasses on him. And he's probably one of the most tan humans on the planet. Like he's orange, you know. He like looks like skin of a hot dog. Well, he looks like a Midwesterner who spent too much time in, his- in the booth. <laughs> and uh but dude, that guy has got some energy and some his press conference had me like, you know, were jumping you, through walls and Were you ready to run through a brick wall for Yes, him? yes. Yeah, well, not a brick, maybe some thin drywall. But yeah, he man, he He's got people excited. I mean, we're Georgia basketball. We're used to just, you know, nothing. It's just been a painful, since Jim Herrick, since Jeremy Schapp hid behind a dumpster and jumped out with a microphone to interview him and, you know, that whole fiasco. Because that was like, in 2003, that was one of the most fun years of all time. Um, Since then, it's been very painful. We had the tornado year, you know, where we won the SEC. Sunday out of games. Yeah. So I was, it, that was awesome, but the problem is he was going to be fired before the tournament because of how bad he'd been. Right. So we won that, and that was fun, but that guaranteed another year of him, and then he was fired mid-year. So, and then Fox comes in and twice in nine years gets to the NCAA tournament. No wins. Oh, man. 
So not only no wins, and and Fox to Fox's credit, everything he did was clean and above above board, above yeah. approach. And he, but he could not keep some of the best players in the state. In the state, yeah. Um, you just get have kids that are just leaving, kind of left and right, and mm-hmm. which you're not going to get Wendell Carter. Mm-hmm. If you're Georgia, most likely you're not going to get him. Yeah, but I bet Kirby could have got him. Kirby. <laughs> That's what we always joked is like Kirby and Del McGee recruits for basketball because, yeah, they'll get anybody they want. But you're like EJ Montgomery. You're He's probably going to go to Kentucky or Duke or UNC or something, right? I mean, right. occasionally you'll get a guy like Ashton Hagens could come, but just – you don't even have to get the top guy. Just got to get some top 20 guys in right? the state. You know, right. like just. I think, not, I think Ron hmm. Hunter recruits the state of Georgia at Georgia State uh, better than Mark Fox than did. Than Fox did, yeah. And to his credit, he'd improved some late. I think that was Jonas Hayes. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was a big downfall. His, his thing was he was always close and then couldn't finish. Like how many of those Kentucky games, and you sat in a lot of them with me, where you're leading most of the game. On and then, the edge of your seat right. thinking Big Blue Nation's going to go home with yeah. tears in their eyes. And then last minute or two, they come back and steal it right up. Right. You know, Lucy pulls the football away. So it's um, it was time. It I, was time. I will, I will tell you, I had my phone on ready had I got a call from UGA asking me if I was interested in coming to be the towel boy. Yes. Yeah. I, I was ready. <laughs> I was we could have done a lot worse. Um, look, I'm I'm a I'm not a UJ basketball fan per se. I enjoy watching games in Stegman when we have the opportunity to go. It's I think it's a fun environment. I think it's probably a bit undersold. I hope uh, Tom Crean can actually. I don't wish him too much success because those tickets are easy to get at this point. Hey, we'll we'll still get yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they hand them out to you if you get within a you know twenty feet of the Coliseum. They, we don't even have to use our media credentials. Yeah, you know, stick to, them in your pocket. <laughs> so uh, we'll see that you know the long road, uh, long road. Excuse me, long road to hoe uh, for Tom Cream. But we've seen um, we've seen things turn around rather quickly. Uh, Rick Barnes at Tennessee. all these retreads in the SEC. You know. Uh, uh, who was I watching? Ole Miss last night. I know they're in the NIT, but uh, their head coach. And I, gosh, it's, his name escapes me. But you mean Mississippi State? Ben Howland. Ben Howland. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, who was at Michigan? Yeah. Uh, most. Or recently, he was at right? UCLA. UCLA. I'm sorry. I don't yeah. know why I thought Michigan. Um, Before that, he was at Pitt. That's right. Before Pitt, only scored seven points in the basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of retreads. Rick Barnes. Um, and then uh, Allen, Auburn. Frank Martin, Bruce Pearl, the sleaziest of all. Is there not a better fit from a coach in a school than Auburn and Bruce Pearl? <laughs> I mean, that is a match made in heaven. But yeah, a lot of a lot of retreads. Ole Miss, which they interviewed Thad Modest. <laughs> they got a uh, Kermit Davis from Mississippi or Middle Tennessee State. Okay. So they're going the. Um, the mid-major route. So who's the hottest coach do you – I think Dan Hurley. Who do you think is the hottest coaching candidate out there right now? I would say – I would say this guy better strike while the iron's hot, and that's uh, Odom at UMBC. Oh. And that's – and I can't remember his first name. I know his dad is Dave Odom. He's a coach uh, Wake Forest. It's not Barry Odom. He's a football coach no, in Missouri. No. Um, Dave Odom was, was his – 
That's his, his father? Yes. Really? Yes. How about uh, D'Antonio's, um, or Mike D'Antoni's brother? Who does he coach? Ah, oh, Marshall, the Thundering Herd. I looked and I was like, that looks like a lot like Mark D'Antoni. And, or Mike D'Antoni. Which one Mike, is? Mike D'Antoni. The, the NBA coach. And then Mark D'Antonio is the Michigan State football coach. I always get them mixed up. I think that's right. Yeah. But he looked exactly like him, just, just without a mustache. But anyways. Um, so I, you, just, yeah. I think I, it's got to be Hurley you, at Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be – people will be beating down the doors for him. But who else are you thinking? You know, this guy's not going anywhere anytime soon. I think the most underrated coach – and I know his team lost in the first round. Buzz Williams, man. Oh. At Virginia Tech. And yeah. That, that takes a lot for me to say because I hate Virginia Tech. He's a he's an interesting character, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Um, I think he's an underrated basketball coach. Mm-hmm. But in terms of mid majors, Rhode Island, sure. I, I'm gonna stand by UMBC. Mm-hmm. Anytime you take a number 16 seed and beat a number one seed, that's never been done. I say anytime. It's never been done. So, yeah. um, I you know, and I, I kept reading some of the tweets from UMBC. Hey, we won our conference we were 26 and whatever they were 26 and 4 or 24 and 6 or something like that so it wasn't like um you know western southern northern state won three games in a tournament and and went 10 and 24 now they're in you know yeah these guys had some kind of winning pedigree let's talk also about how the the best thing about march madness to me is you can't you can't pin down any you can't create any metric or any algorithm or look at any specific thing and say this is going to lead to a win like you can't it changes every year you could say okay a senior laden team is going to beat a young team okay that might happen eight years in a row but years nine and years ten the young team's going to win or you can say if you're on a winning streak you know you're going to keep that going but that that doesn't hold up no. you can say the middle of the pack power 5 schools don't do well against the Mid-major nothing number, yeah. there's nothing that makes sense not at all because the fact that Kentucky is still in the tournament makes no sense right Syracuse being in the Kentucky in, in the tournament and beating Michigan State that makes no sense Florida State it's just yeah Texas A&M over UNC like none of these things make any sense or that Marshall you know, Marshall, who was it that that, that Marshall beat? The, Hold on. Oh, Wichita, Wichita State. Wichita State. Like, Marshall shouldn't – just these things that you, you're like, no, that would never happen. Okay, if I could pick this ten times, I would pick ten times out of ten. And it, But it's, it's just not consistent from year to year. Right. I used to write notes about major things to pick based on. You know, this, how many seniors, how many three-point shooters, blah, 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 all this stuff. And it doesn't – the, the the only thing I can say with any amount of certainty that will help you is you've got to have strong guard play. Other than that, I don't know. Strong guard play, and I think if I if all things being equal, I would have to pick a team that had a higher free throw, higher, not necessarily free throw percentage, but higher number of free throw attempts throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's a, a big deal if you're getting the line. And hopefully – you're not shooting 47% as, yeah. as a team from the line. Um, but mean, you're right. There's never a tried and true formula. No. You know, you think, you know, in, cert, in, in certain years, depending, um, 
you know, you've got four teams that are kind of rock solid, and you think, okay, I, I, three of these number one seeds are going to make it to the to the mm-hmm. to the final four, and then this year, the way it's looking for me, I, I really think only one number one seed is going to make it. Now, if you're a betting man, you would bet against me. Um, <laughs> well, actually, you well, bet, me too. Or you bet with Henry, and he he's got yeah. that. So. Um, it's just yeah, it's just from year to year. I mean, it's so hard. And you you wonder, hey, can a double digit seed make? Is this year a double digit seed makes it to the final four? Can they get? Can, was was it George Mason? With what, George Mason made it in two thousand six as an eleven. Okay, that's that, and uh, and VCU under Shaka. They did as an eleven. I think that was, that was back to back. Was it back to back years? I think that was oh eight maybe. Okay, but it might have been after that. I might, they bleed together so much, you know. Uh but yeah, so so two elevens have made it in there. Um, so it's I, I want to see. I'd like to see one win. Like you like to see heavyweight matchups in the title game, but I I'm I pull for the chaos myself. So I'd love to see the nun riding into the title game. <laughs> I was gonna say something very sacrilegious. So I'll, yes, I'll, no, bite, no. I'll bite my tongue. Um, you know, I, I'll I'll I'll. What's her name? Sister Mary? I don't know. Right. It's irrelevant. (sighs) That's the the thing is that you, if if there was any rhyme or reason to it. So several years ago, I I decided, all right, and a lot of these games are 50-50 games. Like there's eight nines are always like a power five school that's in the middle of the pack, you know? So like Virginia Tech and Alabama and Seton Hall, NC State, Missouri, Florida State, that's always what they do. And I never know. It's just a it's a coin toss anyways. Right. So I was I said, I'm gonna come up with a way to help me make my pick. Something to base it off of. So I, I went into Excel. I, I started working on formulas and I was putting in a certain point totals for three point percentage, um, you know, rebounds, so, so steals, you, scoring, you RPI. Own, your right. algorithm to So the best it ever did in three or four years was just a little over 500, you know, it, it was always the same anyway. So I scrapped that. But then you have people like 538 that are coming up with their computer systems. And, you know, those guys in elections are, are uncannily right. right. They nail everything. They're like masters of data, but they're, they never do any better in this. It's a, like an octopus has been like the most accurate right. thing we've seen an over octopus. the years, right? An octopus. An octopus swimming towards one or the other. I mean, you might as well just burn your brackets, the $5 you were spending, and then go buy a couple Powerball tickets. Yeah. It's just so... That's why Warren Buffett can say, I'll give a million dollars to anybody that picks it right. Well, of course, I, I would offer that if anybody would listen, and it'll get in publicity, but right. you're never going to... Nobody's ever going to get it. Ever. No. I mean, I would... They'd say, just get the get the elite eight right. I'll give you a million dollars, and nobody other than Henry is gonna is gonna even right. challenge for that. So it's just incredible. But it's also to me, it's not a reason why college football should expand to the similar because it's just so different. Yes. It's not you're not gonna have a UMBC beat an Alabama. You know, they it's just even not beat Virginia in football. Right. Well, wait a minute. It's yeah, just, they could. It works for basketball. It wouldn't. It wouldn't work for football. First off, you couldn't play two games in three days. Right. That's yeah. that's. So, and it's it's amazing that the NAIA can do it. Um, a lot of them can. The NAIA division. You know the FC the F, high FCS high school. But 
I don't think it's to to this level. It shouldn't be right because I've seen a few people say, "Well, see, this is why college football should have a tournament of thirty-two or sixty-four teams." That would just no way. Nah. I mean, you have to you, you'd have to really cut it down to a ten-game season. I think that's why the playoff works in high school and works in NAIA Division Two and uh, uh, FCS, mm. or uh, because you don't have a you don't have a twelve-game regular, you know. In some of these, you know, the champion, the conference champions, playing a thirteenth game, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and then to ask them to play six more football games, nah. you're you're you know beyond that's more than the NFL, NFL football plays. schedule. Yeah. You know, that's anything else stuck out to you? Um, let's it's, let's talk about the the jobs that are open, the most high profile. So I think the the I think the best opening right now is UConn. After that, people say Louisville and Pitt, but Louisville, would you want to go to Louisville right now? Uh, no. Do you think that's an attractive position at the moment? Uh, no, because you don't know what else is coming down right. the pike. And I know they, they let go of Scott Padgett. Yeah, he's I gone. Know, I don't know I don't know why they let him go, because I thought he did a very serviceable job with yeah. that team. Um, and I think that's a name that could resurface. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to. Um, I wouldn't want to go to Louisville. No, I wouldn't either. So what's next, Pitt? Uh, Pitt has this this prestige somehow. I don't think so either. I don't, I don't think, think it is anymore. At all. I think it was, but I don't think it is. I don't think it's up there with the. Uh, I'm on top of the list like people do. They'll they'll mention yeah Louisville, UConn, Pitt are open. So, you know they're gonna get the take their pick of the the top coaches. But I'm like. Pitt, when was the last time Pitt was was relevant or anything more than was it when Brandon Knight was there? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Sam Young, Sam Young. That was the last time Pitt was relevant, in my opinion. And I think Jamie Dixon was coaching them back before then. he split. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying to pull up uh, some rumors here. Sean Miller says he's not a candidate for the pit job. Why would you go to Arizona to pit? I'm telling you, man, Dan Hurley is is number one. Chris Matt. Chris Matt, why would you leave Xavier to go to Louisville? That's dumb. God. That's dumb. I don't get it. Although I do think they said, it didn't Louisville, weren't they the highest made more money last year than any other college basketball program or something. I heard some ridiculous stat about how much revenue they brought in in basketball. Yeesh. Which kind of surprised me because I didn't, you know. I'm a little Penny, Penny Hardaway, being Penny hired at me. I didn't even Memphis. know he was coaching. Well, you, we talked about names. Who are the hot names? So he's been coaching high school. Oh, have you ever in seen, Memphis, right? Yes, have you ever, did you see the 30 for 30 with him and his uh, – gosh, he had a buddy who had – Gosh, I can't remember his name. They were high school teammates. And when when Penny got out of basketball, he asked them to come back and help coach. And they coached these guys in middle school, and they coached through high school. And his buddy died of, gosh, I, I don't know if it was if he had diabetes or kidney failure or something like that. But um, So Penny's been coaching his high school team mm-hmm. in Memphis. And they let go of Tubby Smith, who won 20 games, so I don't really understand what that's about. <laughs> yeah. They said they wanted to go in another direction. So they let go of Pastner, what, two years ago? Yes. 
This was his second yes. year at Tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, now they're getting rid of Tech. They're 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 quick through the. Uh, you don't have a whole lot of time there to do and no. win twenty games in year two is not bad, right? I mean, what the heck is this? That's women's. <laughs> Did I really pull up the women's? The women's art has pulled up the women's carousel tracker. I didn't know there was one. Washington State and June Doherty. Yeah, that's a name to keep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, there's... We can get into that. I used to have a... I thought I used to have a... Whatever. <laughs> this is the big three. <laughs> so is basically it? what we're doing is on-air arts trying to pull up a, a site with the list of the vacancies and potential candidates. And so far, what we found are women's college hoops and... The big three, Allen Iverson and Ice Cubes, league for retired men. So, oh, um, Mark Fox is considered a candidate at Colorado State, which that's he's a Midwest sort of West out West guy. He's he's not a he's not a Southern guy to me. Southeast. I mean, how about Pepperdine? Pepperdine. What about Pepperdine? Is that a place where you'd want to go, coach, out in California, uh, Maine? I mean, I'm looking at these jobs and... Mark Price out at Charlotte. Hmm. Nothing, nothing... Yeah, there's not a whole lot. Evansville, San Diego, UTEP. So this isn't a bad year to fire your coach, if you think about it. Florida Atlantic, maybe they go the way... It's just who can you get? Because a lot of people have turned down... Like, who was it that turned down um, UCLA... They uh, was it Mac? Was he offered four million at UCLA and turned it down to stay to Xavier? One of these one of these um, coaches turned down this big this big race to go out to like a blue blood school to stay. But a lot a lot of coaches aren't they're not jumping just because it's more prestigious paycheck, or right, a paycheck, right, right. right? They're sticking around. It was Greg Marshall. Greg Marshall turned down That's UCLA. Right. Wichita and Alabama State. offered him a lot more money too, and he's he'd stick around at Wichita State, which I like. So if I had my choice of jobs, it, I'm, it, um, who was it that was at Texas Southern? We were talking about, we were texting back and forth. Mike, uh, Mike Davis. Yeah, I was shocked that he's fallen that far. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not shocked he's got a team in the NCAA tournament. Uh-huh. He's a guy I think he can coach. He's another casualty of Indiana where it's kind of what it seems to be is if you're not winning championships or in the Final Four and you're not an Indiana guy, you're going to get run out of there. Because it's just, oh, man. Because, uh, yeah, he didn't do a a terrible job at Indiana, and then Sampson came in and got him in all that trouble, you know. Speaking of of Sampson... He looks like parole O.J. Simpson. Yes, he does, doesn't he? Yes. As a matter of fact, and I don't even know who he's coaching now. I just saw him on the sideline. I was like, Kelvin? Did yeah. somebody actually put up a show clause to say that we want this guy? That's what, was it you that I texted? Like, how does he keep getting hired? When it's you cheated enough Pearl. places, yeah. 
It's him. It's Samson, yeah. When you cheat over and over, why are you still allowed? How do you keep popping up and getting these these jobs? Pretty good jobs, right? It's yeah. It's not like he's coaching at UNC Greensboro, right? Or right. or like uh, uh, Oglethorpe here in Atlanta. Right. He's, <laughs> not, it's like, he's not coaching at yeah. Truett McConnell. And no uh-huh. offense to Truett McConnell College. But so he, been, I'm sure he'll get in trouble at some point. It's only a matter of time. Which that to me, uh, what's his name, Rob Gray for Houston has probably been the most imp- was probably the most impressive player I've seen in this tournament out of everybody. Most impressive player. Um, I thought uh, the the guard from UMBC. I only only played one, you know, two games. Mm-hmm. The one game he played against Virginia, I can't remember the guard's name. It was just I can't either. But he looked like he belonged every bit of you know. Mm-hmm. Worst performance this, this tournament. The worst. Oh man. Let me let me scroll through here and um well, I'll say as a team, I would say Auburn against Clemson. That's pretty bad. I, I will go with Arizona against Buffalo. Yeah. Um That was bad, but to me Buffalo was is a high powered offense and sometimes yeah. it just happens, you know. It's uh and when you're a team that like when you're getting teams are draining threes against you and you're down by 10, you can't really patiently pound it into the paint with DeAndre Ayton and that, you know, kind of. So I'll give them a little bit of a pass there. Um, yeah, I think it's got to be for me. Well, let's see. There, I'm sure we can find another one that – another big uh, choke job. Um, UNC. Oh yeah, I can say absolutely. And have we mentioned UNC this year? Yes. <laughs> so, so kind of to wrap up our college basketball talk because we can go on and on about this, but yeah. we've got you know, take a look at the teams left in the Sweet 16. If you had a, I don't know if you've seen the gambling odds, but if you if uh-uh. you had to take a pick, um, you know what? Do you, what? Do you, let's reseed it for you. Who are you? Who's your final four at this point? I would say Nova, um, the Dukies. Michigan and Kentucky. Okay. And what, what game are you this weekend, what game or potential game are you most excited about about seeing this weekend? Let me take a look and, and come up with that. While I'm saying that, who's your final four? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say Nova and Duke, who I did have to begin with. Mm-hmm. I, I believe in them. I, I like Gonzaga mm-hmm. now. I didn't like them before. I like them now. And... Um, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Kentucky's path certainly seems to be not too difficult. Man, I would say, honestly, which I never thought I would say this, um, probably the one, West Virginia Villanova, to me, mm. just from a physical huggy, you know, that style against Villanova. And Clemson and Kansas is interesting to me because Clemson's as, as hot as anybody right now, right. and Kansas – I don't know how much they've they've really been tested, you know, against Penn and Seton Hall. So those are two. Um, but this for I mean these Thursday games: Loyola, Nevada, eh. Kansas State, Kentucky. I think we know how that'll go. Most likely right. FSU, Gonzaga, A eh. and M, and Michigan. If it weren't A and M, I'd be excited about that. But that doesn't jump out. Uh, the ACC rematch: Syracuse and Duke, mm. Texas Tech, Purdue. Mm. Right. It's just right. Right. 
And that's what happens when you're you're really your heavyweights get knocked out. Yeah. In the, in these upsets, you do get games that on paper look like sleepers, but I think yeah. I think I think we're in for another good week of a tournament. For sure, I but, think so. What's going on in the world of golf, man? Hard break, dude. It's probably the most probably the most anticipated Masters, I would say, since maybe. 2013, 2012. I mean, dude, it's it's you like you couldn't script it any better to have Tiger surging back and getting these top fives and top tens and playing well. Phil Mickelson to win for the first time in five years, and so he was playing well. Rory coming back from his slumber he's been in for the mm-hmm. past eighteen months um, and winning. Jordan Spieth is kind of in a slump, but you know, with at Augusta he could always. He could always, you know, he always plays it well. Justin Thomas is on fire. Dustin Johnson's playing well. Justin Rose is playing well. Bubba won again recently. Like, it's just, it's crazy. Your superstars are playing well. Yes, and they never are. And I think also a lot of them used to, it wouldn't play a whole lot before Augusta. Like, they wouldn't play much in January or February, the stars. And they're playing more earlier now, and I think it's helped. Does it help them, or do you think it helps the interest in the sport i them more so because i mean the the people watching um the honda classic or the sony open are usually aren't going to be like casual fans so you know there's kind of like hardcore golf fans that'll watch anything and then the people that'll watch the majors or the players that sort of thing so i think in january and february most people are paying more attention to football and basketball right and so I think it helps them to get out there and, and play and be kind of you're wanting to peak. You don't want to peak too early, but you want to be in and playing well. And if you've played one or two tournaments, you're not you're not going to be. So I think I think that's a, a big part of it. But it's you yeah you couldn't script it any better. It's the most exciting and wide open. And and Tiger is the favorite in Vegas right now. Which is if you had told it's me bizarre. that even two months ago. I would have been like, I don't know what the odds are that he'll even play. Right. And all of a sudden, he comes out, and now he's 8-1, to one, the favorite. Up against all these Dustin Johnson, all Justin I Thomas. Think, I think it's I'm just shocking. I'm taking the field on that. Yeah. Oh, I would too. But it's it could. It's just so funny how that works. Vegas, how quickly he – it happened on Thursday. He went from like 18-1, to one and he, he took the lead on Thursday – and he shot the twelve to one, and then by the end, you know, he's he's. It's just it's just astounding. I've I've never seen one individual move the needle more in their sport than him in golf. It's just a. I mean, they had the highest rating, um, not this week, but the but the week before, they had the highest rating of any tournament since like I mean, higher than all the majors last year. It's just astounding what he what he does. And Phil, I mean, but more, you know, he's much more so. But right. but the chance to, to think you could have Tiger and Phil on Sunday, you know, contending in a Masters is just like you never would have even dreamed that was possible. I mean, I didn't, I did, I thought there was a fifty fifty chance he never played again, played professionally again. Yeah, and he wasn't sure about it. Even in September, he said, "I don't know, I don't know." So it's golf is in a good spot right now. It's it's good uh, it's good to see him back. I, I was never a huge Tiger fan, but he does. Um, I'm not gonna lie. The last two or three weekends when Tiger's been playing, my TV's been on golf, and I've been kind of yeah. 
kind of. I like it. Art. I, I I've like been it. stalking Tiger Woods. And <laughs> He's just, having more fun. It looks like right because for the longest time. He was, over the last several years, not even several, I would say since 09, 10, he just, he always looked angry. He reacted more to the bad shots, and he just didn't look like he enjoyed himself. Like bitter? Was he a bitter man? He, what? Tiger Bitterman, yeah. <laughs> he would just, well, he was just kind of grouchy out there, but now he's he seems to have a load off his shoulders. He smiles, he laughs, he talks with the other competitors. I guess because he knows even if he tried to intimidate him, it wouldn't work. Right, you know, what are going to do? Um, but that's yeah, that's that was really cool for me. Rory to me is is the best. The bet when if you said every you know pick all, say all the PGA tours are playing at their absolute best any given week, who would win? I would say him. I don't think anybody could beat him. But it's been gone for so long. So to me, that was just as exciting as seeing Tiger play well. But I'm telling you, there's going to be the crowd behind Tiger and Augusta is going to be insane as long as he makes the cut which i think he will he just has to stay healthy you know yeah how is it he's what 42 42 be 43 i think later this year so how is it that he gets his back fused and he comes out and in his first several tournaments played he he has the second fastest club head speed on tour and he's swinging faster than he did in 2013 when he won five tournaments how is how does that happen well, five years later? There's only one answer. Is it performing? <laughs> does it rhyme with GEDs? No. I think Tiger Woods is a robot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, you remember Rookie of the Year? Yes. The kid broke his yes. arm and he bumgardner? Yes. Yeah. It's like that. Robotic. You're right. Maybe they, they put in, maybe, uh, what's his name? Elon Musk put in some, put in some you know, high-tech robotics into right that in back. back. And now he's... And just... <laughs> right it's just a machine it just doesn't make any sense oh my gosh so good for tiger good for golf yep good for golf yep you know i don't have a wild card this week um i don't have a wild card i was i've I've been so busy crying over this bracket among other things that uh yeah not much time for anything else other than it's good uh, that the uh package bomber got caught yeah that was that was that was scary wasn't it very scary you gotta wonder sometimes what's wrong with What's like you never know what's going on inside of a man's head or what what what's going on with his soul. You know, you just um, what leads you to do that. And you know, I th- but there's a fine the, like the Unabomber had a point and a and a that reason mission, behind right. it all, right? Right. So while he was crazy, at least there was a reason that something that drove him there. I mean, we'll find out about this guy, but you're you're 24, you man. Get your whole life ahead of you, and it's. Um, so I guess to say to that, you, and you can't fix everybody. You can't, not everybody can be rehabilitated, I don't think. But uh, you just never know what some people might be going through and how easy it is to smile and be courteous to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, Compliments. Might, might have a tremendous impact on, on their day, uh, on their life. You never know the value the, the value of your words. So. Yeah. It's the easiest thing to do is, is just smile when you talk to somebody. And you don't realize what a difference it makes. Yeah, you mean not to be bitter and scowl? And call, don't be a bitter man. And if, if you're being like at a grocery store or restaurant and somebody has a name tag on, just call them by their name. And and that, it too, is something that's... the the, the eat, There was this 
study, you know, the favorite the favorite word of any given person and and is their own name. Like it's the most that that triggers the best response. So, um, dude, that's a cool. That's a good thing to do too. Just so call them by their name can and we, can we start a can we start a movement to for just like we're we're not gonna march. We're not gonna organize a, a, a an anti sadness march. <laughs> But what we do want to do is is we want to help spread love. So, so if you why don't, why don't we do this? Let's hippie. see how many. I am a hippie. <laughs> let's let's do this. Let's see how many of our listeners one get to this far in the segment. But two, well, it's if, not going to be many. If, if any, if you have a chance to meet someone who is either your server or checking you out at the grocery store or helping you out. Um, Getting your tires changed or your oil changed, call them by their name. See if they smile. We want to do a smile social and call them by their name. Social experiment, and then post it. You know, tag us in a Twitter feed or post us. Post you no, know, DM us whatever it is on Twitter. Interact yeah. with us and say, hey, I called out Johnny at Kroger and Hickory Flat, and uh, man, that that he just smiled and, hey. and it was awesome. Do it, do it. That's the. The Arthur Mosley Social Experiment, number one. Number one. Hey, don't forget our sponsors, uh, Yorganize It, yorganizeit.com, uh, for all your uh, organizational, whether that's residential and corporate needs, you know, your your way, your life, your time, yorganizeit.com, and also Hill Strides Pet Walking and uh, Dog Sitting, also mixing in some dog training. So if you're in mm-hmm. the greater uh, greater Hickory Flat, Macedonia, Canton, Holly Springs area. Uh, check out uh, Hill Strides. That's uh, H I L S T R I D E S. Hill Strides at yahoo.com. Uh, so we got to make sh- and make sure when you do t- t- you know talk to our sponsors because we know you will. Yeah. Tell them you mentioned you you heard mention mention us. Say hey, we heard y'all on the role players. Yeah. Yeah. Man, we'd appreciate that. You got anything else? That's it and that's all. All right, that's it and that's all. Hey, it's been a great Wednesday, March 21st. Listen out. We'll be up live. Uh, we'll tease a little bit, and we'll be up. Uh, this will be up on Friday, and we hope to be back next week so we can talk a little bit of Final Four. Yeah, a little bit of, little see bit what of more chaos and craziness has happened. Oh, Masters. Uh, it's good that there's not going to be much else going on, and we can go in an in-depth preview where I break down the top 40 candidates to, you know, to win. <laughs> Nah, won't go that deep. But it'll it'll, it'll hey, be it'll be a a, a special edition monologue. The azaleas the, are close to blooming. You hear the music and Jim Nance's voice, and it's just it's like, it's like magic. Oh, man. Vern in the stands on sixteen. It's it gets you fired up. Yeah, it's, it's it for me. It's the beginning of spring. Yeah, it marks the beginning of spring. Yeah, I love the, just seeing the commercials. And all I have to do is show the image and play the music, and Jim says, "Coming April 4th," and you're like, "Just three three notes." It's like, yes. Dun, dun, dun. It's, uh, anyhow, hey, y'all have a great week. Thanks for listening to us. Uh, we will be back next week once again. Check us out on Twitter at the Role Players One. Uh, also, this will be out on Instagram and on SoundCloud. Not on Instagram. Oh my gosh. iTunes. iTunes. Instagram. That's all right. That's all right. It's not been a good show for me at all. Has it? <laughs> You've been fine. It's hey, it's confusing. We are, we are the role players. I'm Arthur Mosley. He is. I'm Daniel Allen. Remember, our opinions don't matter. You should listen to us anyways. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Bye.